Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Meir Turin. Meseches Sukkah has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Noach Stengel. Le'iloi Nishmas, Faival Yosef ben Chaim Leib, and Yehuda Zev ben Faival Yosef. The Gemara Meseches Sukkah on the Atmem Tess is a hemshech from the Gemara on the Atmem Ches on the base on the bottom, where the Gemara had told us a story with the Tzaduki, who one time was Menasech, the Nisach HaMayim on his feet, instead of pouring it into the Safal, into the bowl, because the Tzedukim did not agree to the mitzvah of Nisach HaMayim. The Gemara tells us, The entire crowd pelted the Tzedukim with their Esraigim. That day, the Gemara says, the Karen HaMizbeach, the horn of the Mizbeach was Nifkam. They had to bring a thing of salt in order to close up the hole. The Gemara tells us, not because it's Kasher La to perform the Avaidah with the Mizbeach that's filled up with salt, but just as the covet of the Mizbeach, the Mizbeach should not be Pagum, therefore they brought the salt. And Gemara tells us, but however, it was possible to use the Mizbeach at that point, because any Mizbeach which does not have a ramp, does not have a karen, does not have the Yisait or the Rivua, it's not squared, it's possible to be used for the Avaidah. Now the Gemara Masech, this Yuma, the brings down a member of Reb Abba, and some say Rami Bar Chama, and some say Reb Yochanan, who said that the din is, that the proper time to perform the Nisach HaMayim on Sukkot is during the bringing of the Tamachal Shachar. Rav Ashi says, I have a riot to this. We have a riot from the story of our Gemara. After all, it says in the Gemara, it says in our Mishnah, that they would tell the person who was performing the Nisach HaMayim to lift up his hands, because of this story that once happened, that one time, one person was Menasech HaGabi Raglov, and everyone pelted that Sreigim at him. So Gemara says, from here we see that the, the Nisach HaMayim took place during this man of the Talmud Shoshachar. Rashi explains, where's the riot coming from? The riot is that it was not necessary for the Tana to tell us the items that were used for pelting a tzaduki. Why did the Tana feel necessary to tell us they pelted him with a sraigin? It must be he was coming to tell us a chiddish. It must be the Tana was coming to teach us that they pelted him with a sraigin. And obviously they had a sraigin in their hands. It must be because Nisach HaMayim was performed in the morning during the Talmud Shal Shachar at the very same time when we take Lul of an Esrig. And that's good for what the Tana was coming to teach us. However, the Taisis Yeshanim is mashma that he understood Kipshutai. The Raya of the Gemara is not from the fact that the Tana had no reason to tell us that they pelted him with Esrigim. But rather the Raya is, we know in the morning is the time when we have a Lul of an Esrig. And from the fact that the people had Esrigim in their hands to pelt them with, it must be that the Nisach HaMayim was taking place during the Zman of the Tamashal Shachar. The Taisi Shana, however, is bothered. Well, Chayra, what is the Raya? After all, we learned in the Gemara and Sukkah that Anche Yerushalayim used to take Lul of an Esrig the entire day. So perhaps the Anche Yerushalayim was standing there was during the Tamashal Ben Rabbayim. The Anche Yerushalayim were holding their love men Esrigim. And that's why they had Esrigim to pelt them with. On that, the Taisi Shanim answers, the Anshi Yishulayim is stumma, would not have been there during the Zman of the Tamashal Ben Arabayim. It's not a Zman Tzfila. Memela, Zat the Taisi Shanim, from the mere fact that people had a Shreigim in their hands to pelt the Tzaduki with, from there is the ride that obviously this took place in the morning when people take Lul of an Esrig, and therefore we see that Nisach is during the Zman of the Tamashal Shachar. Now the Aruch Luner asks a very strong question on Rashi. Rashi says that the Raya of the Gemara is from the fact that the Tana had no reason to tell us that the item that was used for the pelting was a Shreigim, if not for the fact that the Tana was coming to teach us that Nisach HaMayim took place during the Talmud Shal Shachar. Frek Daruch Luner, question. We have a Gemara Mesachus Kedushin, Daf Ayin Gimel The Gemara tells us a story with Reb Zerah. The Reb Zerah once darsh in the Mechuzah, in the city Mechuzah in Bavel, and he ta- taught the halacha that a ger is mutter b'mamzeris, a ger is mutter to marry a mamzeris. Mechuzah happened to be a place with a lot of gerim, and the Gemara tells us, Ragumuhu kuli alma v'esrigayu. All of them pelted Reb Zerah with their esrigim. Zatar Lener, according to Rashi, I don't understand. Why is it necessary over there to mention that they pelted him with Esraigim? 
Obviously, you see from the Gemara and Kedushin that when the Gemara tells us a story, it just tells us the story the way it was, that it happened to be with Esraigim. If so, how could Rashi say that the Gemara and Yuma is Raya, that the Nisach Amayin took place during the Talmud Shoshachar is because, or else, the Tana should not have told us that they threw Esraigim. It must be the Tana was coming to teach us that Nisach Amayim is... To, it takes place during this man of Tamashal Shachar. After all, we see from the Gemara and Kedushin that we mention Esraigim even stop when it's telling over a story. Bishleim, but we can say according to the Taisi Yishanim that the Rai of the Gemara and Yuma is not from the fact that the Tana mentions Esraigim for no particular reason. But rather the Rai is that from the fact that the Mitzis People had esrogim in their hands. People take a little of an esrog in the morning. So you, from the story itself, you see that it took place during this man of the Tamashal Shachar. We have a riot that Nisrachamayim takes place during this man of the Tamashal Shachar. But according to Rashi, that the riot is from the fact that the Tana mentions esrogim, the question is, what type of riot is that? The Gemara Kedushin also mentions esrogim in the story of Zerah. Baruch Lanar is Ma'ir another Shiloh. The Yishalmi over here, Mesech the Sukkah says that the Tzaduki died. The Yishalmi just has a question. We learned in the Gemara and Yuma and Daf Yutesim Beis that the Tzadukim as well did not agree to the way the Keteris was supposed to be brought. We hold that the Din is that the Keteris must be placed on the coals with Nehashem once the Kain Gadol is already in the Kaidish HaKadoshim. He puts down the Machta full of coals and in the Kaidish HaKadoshim itself he sprinkles the Keteris on top of the coals. The, tzaduki, the Tzadukim argued, and the Tzadukim said that no, one first must place the Ketairis on the coals outside the Kaidish HaKadoshim, and then he enters the Kaidish HaKadoshim, Kiba Anan Eroa Al Kapairis. He enters the Kaidish HaKadoshim already with a cloud of smoke. The Gemara Masechus Yuma teaches that there once was a Tzaduki who did it his way, and the Gemara says after many days he ended up dying, and there were worms coming out of his nose. So the Yishalmi has a question. Were these two different Tzadukim? Was the Gemara Masechus Yuma one Tzaduki and the story of Arn Sigi was a different Tzaduki? Or perhaps it was the same Tzaduki. He didn't die on Yom Kippur. Like the Gemara says, after a few days he died. And what the Gemara means is, on Sukkot, he went ahead and again tried to do the way the Tzadukim do by pouring the water on his feet. And then he was pelted with a shrigan and he died. Zaktar Lener if the case is, if we see from the Gemara in Yuma, I'm sorry, that we see that the Tzaduki obviously died from the pelting of the Esraikim, the Arachanar says he has a hard time understanding it. First of all, he says, it's a Chiddush to say that these fruits were able to kill the Tzaduki. But more than that, after all, we see from the story in the Gemara in Kedushim with Reb Zerah, that Reb Zerah also was pelted with Esraikim. And one cannot say that he ended up dying there in Mechuzah, from the Esraigim that were pelted upon him, because the Gemara Masechus Mayikatan and Afchaf says, when Reb Zerah died, the way they were masked him was that he lived in Babel, then he came to Eretz Yisrael, and the Mashmais of the Gemara Mayikatan is that Reb Zerah died in Eretz Yisrael. So obviously he had not died from the pelting of the Esraigim which took place in Babel in Mechuzah. If so, Zaktar Chonar, I don't understand. What's the pshat over here that we say that the tzaduki died? Zakta Archaner, pshat is like this. Ba'emeth is another Shiloh. Rashi says in Devar Yamasul, Nithkema Karen Amizbeach Amemches on Beis. Rashi says, Ayyadei Avanim Shezarkubay. The way he died was through the stones that were thrown at the tzaduki. L'chaira Zakta Archaner, where did Rashi take out that we're talking about stones over here? Our Gemara just mentions the throwing of a shrigan. The Archaner explains, Rashi understood this from two points. Number one, from the fact that Tzaduki died. Rashi held it couldn't be he died from the Esraigen. Like we see, there was there, it didn't die from the pelting of the Esraigen. And more than that, the Gemara says that it was Nifkam Karen on his back. The Karen on his back was broken because of the Esraigen. Rashi held that it's hard to understand that it was broken from Esraigen being thrown. It must be that there were rocks thrown as well. Mamelad Archaner explains Rashi Masatis Yuma means to say like this. The Raya of the Gemara is not just from the mere fact that the Tana mentions Esraigim. Like we've shown that the Gemara Kedushin also the Tana mentions the throwing of Esraigim. But the Raya is if after all there were not just Esraigim that were thrown at the Tzaduki, but there were stones thrown as well. 
So why would the Tana mention Dafka Esraigam and not about the stones? If anything, the stones were the things that damaged the Karanamas Beach. So why does the Tana choose the Dafka to specify the fact that there was a Sraigam that were things that were thrown? The Gemara and Yuma from there takes out it must be the Tana is coming to teach us something. The Tana is coming to teach us that this Esraigam were thrown because Nisachamayim takes place during the Zman of the Tamishal Shachar. The Amis, the Ritzvam Mesechtis Yuma over there in Chafavim and Beis, brings down Rashi. That Rashi says that the Raya of the Gemara Mesechtis Yuma is from the fact that the Tana mentions the throwing of Esraigim. The other Ritzvah, however, is bothered. Perhaps the Tana was coming to tell us an entirely different Chiddush. Perhaps the Tana was coming to be Mechadished us, to teach us Allah. That one would have thought that it's not permissible to take an esrog, a dvar mitzvah, and throw it at a tzaduki, and ruining the esrog in the process, perhaps that's not a covenant to the mitzvah. So perhaps that's what the Tano is trying to teach us, by saying that they threw esrogim. What's the riot of the Gavar and Yuma? From the fact that we mentioned esrogim, it must be he was coming to tell us that Nitzach HaMayim takes place during this month of Tom Shel Shachar. Perhaps the reason why he mentioned esrogim was to tell us that it was not, did not lack in the Kavad mitzvah for the people to throw their Esraigim at the Tzaduki. The Ritzvah answers that it can't be that that was the Tana's Chiddush, because that is a Dover Pashat. That is something which the Tana does not even have to teach us. The Ritzvah says, after all, Kevin Shehikirubai Shu Tzaduki, once they knew he was a Tzaduki, Zoe Kvayda Shal Esraig, that is the greatest honor to the Esraig, Lekadish by Hashem, to sanctify Hashem's name by throwing it on the Tzaduki. The Chashukei Chemet of Ritzel Zilberstein brings down a story and he declares a Shaila based on the Chiddush over here of the Ritva. There was a story with a fellow, a Chazan in the show, who was up there and he began to say, Divrei Apikarsis, began to say different things, heretical things. Someone in the crowd took a sitter, took a chumash, went running over to him and banged him over the head with the chumash. The question was, was he allowed to go ahead and use the Chumash in such a fashion? After all, we see they used the Sreigim, and the Ritzvah says, because that was considered a covet of the Esrig, in order to hit the Tzaduki, who was a someone who was an Apikaris. The Chashuk Echamet says, perhaps we cannot bring a raya from the story of Argumara to the case of the Chumash or the Siddur. When it comes to an Esrig, it's Tashmish Mitzvah. The Gemara Megillah teaches us Tashmish Mitzvah Nizrakin. Something which is like an Esrig, like a Luav, after the Mitzvah is performed, uh, there's an Indian to go ahead and use it to burn with the, with the Chumash. However, the Alacha Me'ikra Din, it's something which is allowed to be thrown out. However, Tashmish Kedusha, or like something which has to be placed in Shemus, like a Chumash or a Siddur, that's a higher level of Kedusha. That cannot be thrown out. So Rabbi Zuf Zilverstein says, though we see from our Gemara that something which is Tashmish Mitzvah was allowed to be used, and that's considered a covet for the Mitzvah, perhaps we cannot extend that to a case of using a Chumash or using a Sefer. Now the Gemara Masech this Yuma had proven from our Gemara that the Zman of the Nisach HaMayim takes place during the Tamishal Shachar. The Binyan Siyan in Simon Mem Gimel clears a Chakira. He asks the following question. How do we understand this that Nisach HaMayim was brought during the Tamishal Shachar? There are two approaches, two ways how to understand this. Either we can say that we know that the Tamishal Shachar came the Nisach Hayayin. Besides the Nisach Hayayin, during Sukkot, the Torah was Mechadish to us. That besides the Nisach Hayayin, together with Nisach Hayayin comes also the Nisach Hamayim. The Tamishal Shachar had two Nisachim, Nisach Hamayim and Nisach Hayayin. Or perhaps we can say that the Nisach Hamayim is an independent mitzvah. The same way there's a mitzvah of taking a of an asterisk on Sukkot, and like the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah teaches us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, during Sukkot, go ahead and pour water on the Mizbeach, do the mitzvah of Nisach HaMayim, and in that tzchus you'll have rainfall. So the Torah was mechadish to us, there's a mitzvah b'fnei atzmai, there's a separate mitzvah of pouring the water on Gav Mizbeach. It so happens to be that the Zman of that mitzvah, the time when that mitzvah is performed, is during the Zman of the Tamashal Shachar. 
but perhaps it's considered a separate mitzvah. Anaf Kamina, the Binyan Sian says between the two approaches is, what would be in a case where we do not have a Tamishal Shachar? If we understand that the Nisachamayim is a chalik of the carbon, the Tamishal Shachar, it's a chalik of the Nisachim, the same way the Tamishal Shachar is Nisachayayin, the Tamishal Shachar as well during Sukkot has Nisachayayin, if so, if there's no Tamishal Shachar, one would not be able to bring the Nisachamayim. However, if we understand that Nisachamayim on Sukkot is a Mitzvah is a separate Mitzvah, so even if one would not have the Tamishal Shachar, he would still have a Mitzvah to go on the Mizbeach and just pour the Nisachamayim. Be'emes we find in Taisus and Mesechtas Tainus and Dafbeis and Mebeis, Divri Amasli, Bailu, Taisus in the very end writes the following. Taisus says that the Nisach during Chag was from water as well. And Taisus says one can even do the Nisach Hamayim the night before. The first night of Sukkot, one already could do the Nisach Hamayim on the Mizbeach. Taisus says, even though the Gemara Mesechtas Yuma and the Chavav Mebeis says that one cannot be Menasach Mayim Bechag, only during the Tamash al-Shachar. Taisus just says that the Gemara just means to say that the cutoff point, when is the last time we can bring the Nisach HaMayim, that's by the Tamash al-Shachar. One cannot wait till his man of the Tamash al HaBayim. However, Taisus says, the Gemara does not mean to say that one cannot bring it earlier. And if one would want to bring it the night before, that is perfectly fine. The Gvuras Ari explains that even though we know that by Kachim, the night goes after the day. Therefore, how could one go ahead and bring the Nisach HaMayim the night before? And furthermore, one could bring a Raya. After all, there's a question over here. If the Nisach HaMayim is part of the Tamish Shachar, how could it be brought the night before? It should have to be brought only after the Tamish Shachar is brought. Zakta Gvura Sari, we see from this Taisvis that the Nisach HaMayim is not considered a Chilk of the Tamit Shal Shachar, it's not considered the Nisachim of the Tamit Shal Shachar, but rather the Nisach HaMayim is considered a Mitzvah Bifne Atzmai and Mamela, it is able to be brought even the night before. But Amis, we find that the Shittas HaRambam is as well like Shittas HaTaisvis, the Rambam in Hilchas Tmidinu Musafin, Perikid Allah Zayin, writes clearly in Hiktim Nisach HaMayim Lazarach. If someone brought the Nisach HaMayim before the actual Karban, even if he brought it the night before, he is Yaitzeh. From the Ram as well, we see it, the Ram understands that Nisach HaMayim is considered a Chayvas Hayayim, a mitzvah of the day, but it's not an integral part of the Tamashal Shachar. The Mishnah Lamelech over there in Allah Zion writes, Though Tysus and the Rambam agree on this point that if one brings the Nisach HaMayim the night before he is Yaitzeh, however, there is a nafkamina between Tysus and the Rambam in one prat. According to Tysus and Mesechus Tainus, Tysus is mashma, the evil chatzchila. We have no problem with a person bringing the Tamin, I'm sorry, bringing the Nisach HaMayim the night before, on the first night of Sukkot. However, the Rambam is mashma that it's only a bit the Eved. The Rambam says, if someone happened to bring the Nisach HaMayim the night before, even the night be- even before the Zavach, one still fulfills his obligation. However, the Mayim should be brought with the Tamash Shachar. The Shita of the Ramban as well follows the Shita of the Rambam and Taisvis. The Ramban is brought down to the Ritzvam Mesech Lesukah and Afmem Tesem Abeis. The Ramban writes that Nisach HaMayim is not considered Boy Mazevach. It is not considered as a chilek of the Karmen of the Tamishal Shachar. However, it's just considered a Mitzvah Bifne However, the Me'iri, Mesechtas Tainus and Daf Be'ezam Be'ez, argues on Taisvis, the Rambam, and the Ramban. The Me'iri writes clearly that Nisach HaMayim is not kosher the night before. And the Me'iri says because the Nisach HaMayim is considered Boim Mazavach, it's considered a chilek of the Tamishal Shachar, and therefore it's only kosher by Yayim. The Ritzvah in Mesechtas Sukkah and Daf Memtesam Be'ez brings as well the Shittas HaRaivet, that the Raivet as well holds like the Me'iri, that one is not allowed to be Menasech the Mayim on the Mizbeach the night before, because the din is that it's Hakrava is together with the Tamishal Shachar. So it comes out that we have on our hands a Machaikas Rishayinim. On the one hand, we have the Rambam, the Ramban, and Taisvis, who are all Mashma, that Nisach HaMayim is considered a Mitzvah Bifnei Atzmai, just like we take a of an Esrgan Sukkot, there's a special Mitzvah of Nisach HaMayim on the Mizbeach, 
It's considered chayvas hayayim. And on the other hand, we have the Meiri and the Ravid who seem to hold that it's a chayvas hakarban. It's considered a chaylik of the Tamashal Shachar. And the Nafkamina is, like we spoke out before, where someone would not have the Tamashal Shachar. According to the Ramam, the Ramban and Taizviz, that hold that it's a chayvas hayayim, one would still be able to bring the Nisach by itself. However, according to the Meiri and the Ravid, that's considered Boim Azelach, considered a chilek of the Tamashil Shachar, in such a case where one does not have a Tamashil Shachar, one would not be able to bring the Mishachamayim. Now the Rambam in Perik Yod, Mehilchus Tzmidin and Musafin writes, that together with the Nishachayayim, they would pour the water. The Lacha says, where did the Rambam get this halacha, that the Nishachayayim and Nishachamayim took place at the very same time? Zatulacha Mishnah, the Raya is from the Mishnah and Sukkah on the Achmem Ches Amid Aleph. The Mishnah and Sukkah teaches us that the Nusach Hamayim and Nusach Hayayim took place on the Karen Maravis Deraimis, on the southwestern corner of the Mizbeach. And the Mishnah says that there were two bowls of silver and there were holes in the bowls. One was a thicker hole, one was wider, and one was shorter, one was thinner. Why? In order that the wine and the water should end the same exact time. Well, the Mishnah says that from here the Rambam took out. Why do they have to go and end the same time? We see that the din is that the Nisach and the Nisach were supposed to be performed at the very same moment. The stipler Mesechus Menachtas in Simen Ches is very bothered on this, from this Mishnah. The Sabbath says, Bishlema, according to the Meiri and the Ravid, who say that Nisach HaMayim is a chilek of the Nisachim of the Tamashal Shachar. If so, there's no concern over here of the din, Ein Aisimitis Chavilais Chavilais. The halacha is, one is not allowed to perform mitzvahs, Chavilais Chavilais, like bundles. Like the Gemara Masech, the site explains in Dachches Amir the din is one is not allowed to be mashke shnei saitais ka'achas. A lady who is suspected of having relations with another man, and after it goes through what's pres- prescribed in the Torah, the parsha of kinoy and stira, where the husband warns her not to go with another man, and if she goes and she's found, Adam come in and say she was caught. High in, in a room with another man. She's brought up to Yerushalayim and we give her from the water to drink from the water of the Saita. The water, now the, the Gemara over there says that let's say we have two Saitas in the Beis Hamikdash at the same time, we cannot give them both to drink at the same shop. And the reason is because by giving them doing the mitzvah at the same shot, both mitzvahs at the same shot, is like as if you're not giving the proper respect to the mitzvah, it's as if it seems like a burden, and you're just doing everything at one shot, in order to get the burden off you, to just get the mitzvah over with. So the stifler says, I don't understand. According to the Me'iri and the Ravid, that the Nisach HaMayim and the Nisach HaYayin were all part of one mitzvah. They were all the Nisachim of the Tamashal Shachar. And so you understand how they were able to be performed at the same shot. There is no issue of However, according to the Rambam and the Ramban and Taisvis, who hold that Nisach HaMayim was a separate mitzvah. It's a mitzvah which is Mechayvah Sayayim which has nothing to do with the Tamishal Shachar. If so, how are we allowed to go ahead and do the Nisach HaMayim and the Nisach HaYayin at the same exact time? Uchar, there should be concern of Ein Eisen Mitzvahs, Chavilais, Chavilais. And this is especially schwer in the Sheet of the Rambam. Because the Rambam himself goes that it's a Chayvas HaYayin. He goes that Nisach HaMayim, he seems to go that Nisach HaMayim is considered a Mitzvah by itself which is a mitzvah of the day, it's not considered a chilek of the Tamish shachar And yet this very same Rambam Paskins, that the Mayim and the Yayim were done at the same exact shot. Uchayra should be a problem with Ein Aisim Mitzvah, Chaviles, Chaviles. Why is it any different than what the Din, that we are not allowed to go ahead and be mashka, two sites at the same exact time. Now the Gemara in Saitis says, according to Rashi, the Gemara says that when you have two different kehanim going ahead and giving the woman to drink at one shot, over there there is no issue of Einais to Mitzvah's Chavilais Chavilais, which comes in very Negea when there's a bris of twins. According to Rashi, if there's two different Mailim who are going to go ahead and perform the bris, even if the bris is performed at the same time, but because there's a separate Mail on each one of the babies, there is no problem, according to Rashi, of Einais to 
chavilais, chavilais. According to Rashi as well, since when there are two kehanim, each one giving their saita to drink, there is no concern of enais to mitzvahs, chavilais, chavilais, because each one is totally focused on their mitzvah. According to Rashi, the concern of enais to mitzvahs, chavilais, chavilais is only if you line up two saitas next to each other, and you give one to drink, and give another to drink, and wipe them by a bris. If you line up both babies, and it's going to be one mile, and he does one bris, and then he does another bris, according to Rashi, that would be asaraf, in aisimitzus, chavilis, chavilis. And in fact, the minig is, when there's a bris of of twins, they keep one of the babies out of the room, they first perform the bris on the one baby, then they bring in the other twin in order to avoid the problem that according to Rashi there would be a concern of So according to Rashi, wherever you have two kehanim, each one is performing one mitzvah, there is no issue of each one is focusing on his mitzvah. So according to Rashi, it's not shver, the mission that says that there was a nisach hayayin and there was a nisach hamayin because each kayin wanted nisach hayayin, wanted nisach hamayin. There's no concern of However, the sheet of the Rambam is the exact opposite of Rashi. The sheet of the Rambam is that when you have two kayhanim and they're doing the mitzvah the very same shat, that is a problem of Ein Aisimitzus Chavilais Chavilais. And therefore the Ram learns the Gemara in Saita that when you have two Kehanim, each one is giving the Saita to drink, and they're both giving their Saita to drink at the same exact time, there is a problem of Ein Aisimitzus Chavilais Chavilais. However, if there's one Kayim, and he's first going to go ahead and give the first Saita to drink, and afterwards he's going to give the second Saita to drink, it's not the ha- happening at the same exact time. According to Rambam over there, there is no concern of Aisim. Of According to the Rambam as well, when it comes to a bris, so in a case where two Mayalim would be performing the bris at the same time on the two babies, according to the Rambam, there would be a problem of So now, according to the Rambam, that the Rambam holds that even when you have one kain doing one site and another kain doing the other site, there is a problem of so the disciples said they don't understand. So how come over here you had one Kayin doing the Nisach the other Kayin doing the Nisach It's clear from the Mishnah that it was happening in the exact same moment. It should be a problem according to the Ram of So Bishlama we would say, not like the Rambam, that when we're talking about Nisach and Nisach they're all part of the carbon of the Tom Shachar, they're all Nisach and the Tom it's all one mitzvah, so it will not be a problem. However, according to the Rambam that we've proven, that the Rambam holds and this is considered a separate mitzvah, so how is one allowed to go ahead and do that? It should be a problem of Perhaps we can answer the Shittas HaRambam with Behektim, that which we find in the Tesefta Mesefta Sukkah. The Tesefta Mesefta Sukkah in Perik Gimel Zayin says the following, If someone is Mephagel in the Karban, the Hainu, that when he's doing one of the Dalet Avaydas, he has a Machshava, that he's going to perform the Avayda Chutz Lizmanai after its prescribed time, or he's going to eat from the Karban Chutz Lizmanai after its appointed time, the halacha is that the carbon becomes pigel. The Taisafta teaches that during Sukkot where there are Nitzchei Hamayim brought as well, so the water as well is chayiv, if he eats it, he's chayiv for eating pigel. Now the Vilna Gain is meichik, this chilka, the Taisafta, this part of the Taisafta that says that the Meachag there's a chayiv pigel for. And the reason of the Vilna Gain is because the Gemara Mesechta Zvachim and that Mem Gimel Manal teaches us that Nesachim ain't chayav and aleimishim pigel. That Nesachim never become pigel. That there should be an iser and a chiyav if one goes ahead and eats the Nesachim. However, the Chazon Yechesko brings down from the Chastei David, he wants to be Mekayim, the Girsa of the Teisafta. And he says, we can explain the Teisafta according to the sheet of Remeir. Remeir's sheet is that the Nisachim that come together with the Karban, they do have the full Halachas of Pigol, and if someone is Mephagel in the Karban, the Nisachim as well become Pigol, and one is Chayiv if he goes ahead and drinks those Nisachim. The Chazon Yechesko says, I still don't understand I don't understand the Chastei David. 
Even if we'll say that Rameir Shita is generally that it's something that come with the carbon have it in Pigel, and the Taisafta therefore the Chastei Dava wants to say goes according to Rameir, but Rameir Luchayra. <coughs> Only said as halacha by regular nisachim. However, over here we're talking about mehachag. We're talking about the nischei hamayim. the nischei hamayim are not considered boy mazavach. So, if so, why would they become pigle even according to Rameir? The the Rebbeiro Salavechik explained it to Safta in the following way. Rebbeiro Salavechik wanted to be mechadish that even if we say the nischei hamayim are able to have a hakrava by themselves. As Chavis Hayyim, for example, in a case where we don't have a Tamish al Shachar, perhaps one could still go ahead and bring the Nisri Amayim because they're able to be brought as a Mitzvah Bifni Atzmam. However, Rebbeiro wanted to be Machadish that when they are brought together with the Karban, the Torah is Machadish that the Nisri Amayim have two ways to be brought. Either they can be brought as a Mitzvah Bifni Atzmai, they are a Mitzvah by themselves as well, but on top of that, the Torah said that when that they're supposed to be brought together with the Tamashal Shachar, because they're supposed to be brought as a chilek of the Tamashal Shachar. According to Rebbeiro Salvation, we understand that this that it says in the Gemara and Yuma that the time of Nisach is during the Tamashal Shachar, the way he's understanding, we don't have to say necessarily that the Nisach is only a chayvas hazavach, but not a separate mitzvah neatmai. The way Rebbeiro is explaining to us, the Nisach HaMayim could be its separate mitzvah, it's able to be brought as a separate mitzvah, but the Torah also says that when you bring it with the Zavach, and perhaps the is to bring it with the Zavach, it should be brought as a chilek of the Tamash Shachar. According to Rebbeiro, we understand that the Rambam says, the Mishlamach and the Daik and the Rambam, that the Rambam argues with Taisus on one prat. Though the Rambam agrees to Taisus that if the Mayim is brought, the Nisach Mayim is brought the night before, one fulfills his obligation. However, the Rambam is mashman, it's only a bit the Evan. the din is to bring it together with the Talmud Shel Shachar. However, Taisus' Shita was that even one could bring it the night before. We could explain the Machaikas here, Taisus and the Rambam, in the following way. According to Taisus, the Nisach Mayim is strictly a mitzvah b'fnei atzmai. It is not a chilek of the Tamash shachar and it cannot have a hakrava as a chilek of the Tamash shachar Therefore, Taisus says, there's no reason Dafka to bring it during his man to the Tamash shachar In Dilchatzchil, you could even bring it the night before. This that the Gemara in Yuma says that you can only be menasuch by the Tamash shachar Taisus explains, that's just the cutoff point. One cannot wait till the Tamash Shabbat Rabbayim. The cutoff point is the Tamash Shachar. However, the Rambam understands that though the Nisach HaMayim does have a component to it, that it could be brought as its own mitzvah. However, the din is that it should be brought together with the Tamash Shachar, together with the Nisach Hayayim. So perhaps according to Rebbeiro's Yisrael, we can answer the stipler's question on the Rambam. Though the Rambam holds that the Nisach HaMayim could be brought as a Mitzvah the Torah wants it that she brought as a Chilik of the Karman. Therefore, the Rambam holds that when it is brought as a Chilik of the Karman, there is no issue of Einais and Mitzvahs, When it is brought by itself, so then, yes, it is brought as a separate mitzvah. However, the way the Torah wants it to be brought is as a chilek of the Tamash shachar And therefore, when it's brought as a chilek of the Tamash shachar there is no concern of enay simitzis chavilas chavilais, and who adin, it can even become pigol, because when it's brought as a chilek of the Tamash shachar it has that status of the nesachim of the Tamash shachar the Gemara had said that that day, the Karen HaMizbeach was nifgam, the horn of the Mizbeach was chipped, and therefore the Mizbeach was nifsal. Taisus says that since the Karen of the Mizbeach was chipped, therefore it's kemandalese, it's as if there is no Karen, and like we learned that if the Mizbeach is missing one of the Kronites, one of the horns, the Mizbeach is possible. How much is considered a chip, Taisus, in order to passel the Mizbeach? A chip even the size a crack that a, a fingernail could get stuck in it, that's enough to passel the Evan. Dr. Taisus, where do we know this from? The Gemara Mesech, the Schun, and and Aleph. Rashi over there explains the reason is because it says by the Mizbeach that the Avonim have to be Shlemais, they have to be complete, and therefore, even if there's just a chip that a fingernail could get snagged in it, that already is not considered that the Evan is Shalim. What about the plaster? How much 
has to be missing from the plaster in order for the karen to be puzzled. So on that, Taisha says, there's a machaikis tanoim. Rav Shim ben Yechai and Rav Lezer ben Yaakov. The Gemara in Chulin says that according to Rav Shim ben Yechai, it has to be missing the amount of a tafach, of plaster, to make the karen puzzle. And according to Rav Lezer ben Yaakov, it has to be missing the amount of a kazayas. Taisus means the following. The Gemara Masechta Zvachim and Afnun Dalit Oman Aleph explains. The way they made the Mizbeach was, first they brought a malvan, they brought a mold of four mechitzais, and they placed it on the ground. There was a mold that was 32 by 32 amais. Then they filled up that mold full with sid, plaster, stones, zephas, and they took away the mold, and then they had the bottom part of the Mizbeach, and so on and so forth, other parts of the Mizbeach, and so too, when they got up to the top of the Mizbeach, the Kronais, they brought a mold, which was an Amma by an Amma, four Mechitzais of wood, and they poured inside of it Sid, stones and Sid and plaster, and then they removed the mold, and there you had the Karen. So it comes out that the Karen was comprised of stones and Sid, and plaster in between the different stones. Therefore, if the stone itself is nifgam, gets a crack in it, so even if it's just the size that to get a it's not smooth, and a fingernail could get snagged in there, that's enough to passel the oven. What about the plaster that was in between the different stones? And that Nakuda over there we have the machlekes between Roshim ben Yechai and Rebbelezer ben Yaakov, whether a tefach worth of plaster must be missing or a kezayis worth of plaster. However, we find a fascinating thing. Taisvah says that by the Mizbeach he understands why there should be a soul if the Mizbeach is missing part of it, because after all, by the Mizbeach it says ha-Mizbeach. It says the Mizbeach must be the way it's made. And there's a din by the Mizbeach that it has to be Ravua. It has to be perfectly squared. And therefore it's missing some of the plaster. It's not considered squared. However, by the Karen, Taisha says, how do we know that there should be a Psil Ravua when it comes to the Karen? So Taisha says, perhaps we learn out the Karen from the Mizbeach. Now Taisus points out that Rashi, when he explains over here that the Karen was Nifgam, Rashi is Mashma, that the Karen was comprised of one stone. Rashi's Lashon is, the Karen was Evan, Amma Amma, the Karen was a stone, that was an Amma by an Amma, Virum Amma, by the height of an Amma. Taisus is very bothered, because after all, the Gemara is Mashma, that the way they made the Karen as well, was the same procedure, the way they made the rest of the Mizbeach. They brought a mold with four mechitas and they poured inside of it plaster and stones and then they took away the mold and there you had the karen. Rashi says that the karen was one stone. Rashi over here's Masha was one stone which was an ama by an ama. Now the Maram explains Taisus that Taisus did not want to say that the psul was because the karen itself, the stones of the karen were broken, were nifgam through the throwing of the Esraigen, because Zaktam Aram, Taisus understood, Bishlema, if the stones were thrown, that he understands, that could have made a crack in the stone of the Karen, or stones that were Chalik of the Karen. However, if over here, just Esraigen were thrown, which were soft, therefore, Taisus is bothered, how could that go ahead and make a chip in a stone? It must be that the Esraigen did not make a chip in the stones that were part of the Karen, but rather it chipped away, it broke the plaster that was in between the stones, and therefore it was Nifsah. However, Rashi, who seems to learn by us, the way Titus understands Rashi, that the Karen was comprised of one stone, but as we could say that Rashi goes Ushitasai. We had explained previously from the Aruch Lener, that the Aruch Lener was Medayik and Rashi. Rashi says, Nifkama Karen HaMizbeach, the Karen HaMizbeach was Nifkam, Aile Avonim Shezarkubai, through stones that were thrown at the Karen. The Archoner said that, where did Rashi know this? After all, the Gemara just mentions Esraigim. The Archoner had explained because Rashi was bothered. How could Esraigim go ahead and make a crack in stones? So Rashi, Lashitasai, who holds that what the crack was in one stone, that was an Amma and Amma, the Karen was comprised of one stone, Amma by Amma. Rashi therefore was bothered, how could it be that it was cracked? Rashi from there took out, it must be that they had thrown stones. However, Rashi, however Titus, who understands that what they threw was only 
Asraigim. Therefore, according to Tysus, Tysus understands the only way they could have been Pygim in the Karanim's bath was they must have knocked out some of the plaster that was in between the different stones that made up the Karan. And therefore, Tysus says it must be that there was plaster that was knocked out. And therefore, he talks about the different sizes that the plaster had to have been knocked out. Tysus explains that besides the soul of Pegima in the Evan, on top of that, there's also an issue that one cannot go ahead and rectify a pagima by sanding it down by using bars or by using metal. Because like it says in the Mishnah Midas, that there's a, the Torah says there's a lav deraisal, a sonif alein barzal. One cannot use iron to go ahead and cut and smooth down the stones. Like the Mishnah Midas says, the Mizbeach was nivra, laharach yam of shalad, the Mizbeach was nivra in order to prolong a person's life. Ubarzal nivra lekatser, and metal was created to be makatser, it's used in weapons. Therefore, enay bedin sheyanef hamakatser al hamayrach. It doesn't make sense that the makatser, the thing that shortens a person's life, I'm sorry, should be used on something which is there to prolong a person's life. At the end, Tysus is bothered, if so, how did they build him his bath? One cannot say that they went ahead and they used the Shamir. We know the special worm that was used that was able to open up the stones of the Avne Ephraim because the Gemara Mesechus of Ezzar and Afnunbeis Amabeis says that the stones of the Mizbeach that the Yavanim had made into an Avne though we had to be gunners and we had to put them away and store them away. We cannot use them again in the base of Migdash. The Gemara says, why couldn't we just get a guy to break the stones and be mevatel the Avedah Zara? We know that Allah is a guy is able to be mevatel and Avedah Zara. The Gemara himself of Avedah Zara explains because we need Avadim Shleimais. We need complete stones. <coughs> Tyson said, I don't understand. What's the problem? Even if you need, need Avadim Shleimais, it can't be chipped. It can't be with a pegima. We have an Eitzah. Bring the Shamir. And the Shamir will go ahead and smooth it out. Tyson says, we see from the Gemara of Zara that though the Shamir was able to go ahead and make holes and eat away at different items, however, was not able to make the stone so complete that it should be totally smooth, that one would not be able to be chaygur by Sipirin, catch his nail in one of the crevices. Tyson says, if so, we have to understand how do they find such smooth stones to be able to build in this bayach. Tyson says it must be they took stones from the Nachal, from the river, that we find in Chohayom, you find sometimes in the sea, you find stones that are Nivra Chalukais, that were created smooth from Sheshish Meberashis, and those stones were the stones that they used in order to be Baina the Beis Hamikdash, in order to be Baina the Mizbeach. The Rashash in Mesechus Midas, in Perak Gimel Mishnah Dalid, is Medayik in the Lashon Mishnah over there. The Mishnah over there says, Avne Mizbeach, when it comes to the stone of the Mizbeach, Pegima Paisalas Bechal Davar. If there's a Pegima, if there's a crack, it becomes possible no matter what touched it. You don't need Dafka Barzel to create a soul in the stone. But even if it's just Nifgam through any type of instrument, it becomes possible. There are Shash in the Daik in the Mishnah, it's Mashra in the Mishnah. Pegima Paisel is Bechal Davar. Pegima becomes possible through any type of instrument touching the stone. It's Mashma, however, that it has to be that it was Nifgam through an instrument, through something. If, however, someone would find stones up to Rashash, underground where no one was ever there and we know that it was like this from the beginning of creation even though there's a pegima in the stone Rashash says that such a stone would not be an issue of avadim shleimais or lack of avadim shleimais and one would be able to use that on top of the building of the Mizbeach because of this, the Rashash is very bothered by Tysus. Tysus is bothered. How did they find stones perfectly smooth to use in the Mizbeach? If, after all, we know a stone, even if it just has the smallest crevice, it already is not considered Avonim Shleimais. The Rashash says, I don't understand Tysus' problem. Perhaps they found stones that were nivra pagumim, though they were pagum, but they were found, they were always that way, and therefore there is no concern. However, if Shach defends the sheet of Taisvis, Rab Shach and Avi Ezri and Perak Aluf Mehilkis Beisav Achir Alacha Tesayin writes, that he says that he feels that the Rashash is incorrect. 
And he feels that it's Pasha that Avanim Shlemais means Avanim Shlemais. Complete stones mean, mean complete stones. And therefore, even if it was not Nifgam through an instrument, but it was actually created that way, that is not still not considered complete. And therefore, Tysus does have a good question. How could they find such smooth stones where Tysus has to answer they found stones that were beneath the water? Pashas, one could say, according to Rav Shach, the Lashon of the Mishnah, it says, Pegimah Paisalus Bechol Davar. Pegimah becomes Nifsal through anything. The Gemara, the Mishnah is just saying, Orcha the Milsa, the normal thing is, the stone gets chipped, having, having come in contact with something else. But not that the Mishnah means to say that the Psul of Evan Nifgam is only if it's Nifgam Aidei Davar Acher. The Gemara on the base teaches us, Darish Rava, Rabbi Darshan, Maidusiv, what's the meaning of the Pasik? How beautiful are your feet in the shoes. Bas Nadiv, the daughter of the one who is Nadiv, his heart. How beautiful are the shoes and the feet of Klal Yisrael at the time when they come up to be Eul And Bas Nadiv, the daughter of the Nadiv, it refers to Avram Avinu, who we find was called Nadiv. Like it says in the Pasuk, Nadive Amim Ne'esafu, those who donated from the nations have gathered Amalekai Abraham, they are the nation of the God of Abraham. And the Gemara's Medayik, what does it mean, Alekai Abraham, and not Alekai Yitzchak and Yaakov? But the Pshat is, in the Pasuk is that we're referring to Gerim, and Avram Avinu was the first one who was Megayim. Masha is bothered. Bishlam, I understand the Pasuk that refers to Nativei Amem Nesafu, about the different nations gathering together to come be Megayar and join the Jewish nation. I understand in that essence they were referred to as Bas Nadiv, the daughter of Ramavino, he was the first one to be Megayar. However, what does this have to do with Alil Arago? How come when it comes to Alil Arago, we darshin mayafu pamayach bin Olim Bas Nadiv, why is Klai Yisrael Bidafka referred to as Bas Nadiv, the daughter of Avraham Avinu. The Marsha explains because Avraham Avinu was also the first one to go to the Makam HaMikdash. When he brought Yitzhak Avinu for Akedas Yitzhak, who was performed on the Makam HaMikdash, Bahar Hashem And therefore Avraham Avinu was the first one to be Eilat to the Makam Mikdash, And therefore it's appropriate to say, Mayafu Pahamayach bin Elman Klayisho's Eilat we refer back to the fact that Abbas Nadiv, they're the daughter of this Nadiv of Ramavinu, who was the first one as well to be Eilat Regal. It's hard to understand the Marsha. This is what the Marsha says that Ramavinu was the first one to go up to the Makam HaMikdash. After all, the Rabbim Perik Beis, Mehilchus Beis HaBechira, Halacha Aleph and Halacha Beis says the following, HaMizbeach Mikaymai Mechuvim B'Yaisar. The Mizbeach, its place, is very accurate. There's a specific place where the Mizbeach must be placed, and one is never allowed to switch the Makam HaMizbeach. The Ram continues that we have in Messiah that in this very place where David, Hamelch, and Shlomo built the Mizbeach, that is the very same area where Nayach went ahead and built the Mizbeach when he came out of the Teva and he brought Karbanis. It's the very same area and Makam HaMizbeach, where Cain and Hevel brought their Karbanis, in that same area, the Marishan brought a Karban, and that's that same area where Akedas Yitzchak took place. If so, what does the Marsha mean that Avram Avinu was the first one to come to the Makam HaMikdash? After all, the Ramam says clearly, which comes from a Pirkei Belazar, that not only Avram Avinu was Makar over there, but even before Avram Avinu, you had Adam, you had Cain, and Hevel, and Nayach, what does it mean Avraham Avinu was the first one to come to the Makkah Mignesh? Well, we could explain the Marsha based on a Yisoyed from Rebbeel Salvechik. Rebbeel Salvechik was Medayik the Rambam in Alacha Aleph. The Rambam, when it comes to all the other people who are Makrib in this Makkah, the Rambam just writes, in this place, Nayach was Makrib, Adam was Makrib, Cain and Hevel. However, when it comes to Yitzchak, the Rambam changes his language. And the Rambam writes, Uba Migdash Nekad Yitzchak. And in the Migdash, Yitzchak was Nekad. From here, a barrel salvation goes medayik, that even though the other people were makriv in the makam hamigdash, however, it did not have halacha of hakravas migdash. It had a status like being makriv on a bama. Like we know that when there was no migdash, there was a din to be makriv on a bama. So, by Nayach and other Marishan and Kain and Havel, 
all it had was the status of Hakrovas Bama. One could bring a riot to this from the Gemara in Zvachim. The Gemara in Zvachim says that we learn out different halachas of Bama from Nayach. From here we see as well that the Akrava of Nayach and the others had a din of Akrava of Obama. However, by Yitzchak Avinu, it was Nishtana, it was a special halacha, that Akedas Yitzchak had a din of Akravas Migdash. According to this, your barrel explained the following question. How was Avram Avinu going to go ahead and be Makrib Yitzchak? After all, we know that a Kain, once he becomes an Ainin, once a relative passes away, he's not allowed to do the Akrava. If so, after he would shaft Yitzchak, he would be an Ainin, and he would not be able to do the Akrava. On that, Rebbeiro Salvechik answered, if you're Medayik in the Pirkei the Rebbe Lazar, the Pirkei the Rebbe Lazar says that Avram Avinu was like a Kayin Gadol. The din is, the Gemara Mesechtas Yuma teaches us that a Kayin Gadol is Makriv Ainin. A Kayin Gadol is able to be, bring a Karban even if he's Ainin. And therefore, Avram Avinu had a status of a Kayin Gadol, would be able to bring Makriv Yitzchak Avinu. The Radal, however, in Pirkei the Rebbe Lazar asks, on the on the Pirkei Lazar, he doesn't understand. Lachara, we know that ain't kahuna b'bama. There is no concept of kahuna when it comes to Obama. And if so, how could the Pirkei Lazar say that Avraham Avinu was like a kain gadol? According to where Beryl explained, it's very good that Enochanami by Nayach and Adam and the others, Kain and Hevel, it only had a status of Akravas Bama. However, by Avraham Avinu, it even had a status of Hakravas Migdash. This fits in well as well with the Chassam Soifer. The Chassam Soifer in Achuva writes that by the other people who are Makrib Karbanis that did not have Kedushas Migdash, Avram Avinu, however, when he was Makrib, he was Makadish the Makim with the Kedusha of Migdash, and like it says, that they will say, Bahar Hashem they will say that we, Bahar Hashem Yeroyah, we will sing on the mountain of Hashem. So we see that Avram Avinu was Makadish the Makim, and he gave it a din of Kedushas Migdash. According to this, we can now understand the words of the Marsha. The Marsha writes, the reason why those who are idol Larego are referred to as Bas Nadav Bita Ramavino is because the first person to come up to the Makkah Migdash was Avram Avinu. And the question we had was, after all, it's Mavur and the Rambam and the Pirkei the Rebbe Lazar, that there were people before Avram Avinu, Adam, Nayach, Cain and Hevel, according to what we're saying now, it fits in very beautifully. Enochanami, other people brought Karbanis. But other Karbanis only had a status of Akrava's Bama. And there was no Kedushas Migdash yet on that Makam. However, Avram Avinu was the first one that he was Makadish to Makam and now had Kedushas Migdash. And Avram Avinu was therefore the first one to be Ayla to the Makam Migdash. And therefore, Claudius so was referred to as Pita Shal Avram Avinu, Shenikra and Adiv, because he was the first one to be come up to the Makam Migdash. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the DAF worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a DAF or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.